by men of many nations in Babylon. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. We have a liftoff. What's up, Doom Nation? You are listening to the Two Doom Men podcast. And as always, it's Skaggs and the Captain as your host. And uh, Skaggs, what do we got on today's uh, plate? Yeah, so we're back uh, after Nashville. That's our last uh, kind of political slash fun episode. That was a good time. Old Smoky Moonshine Distillery there. Um, we got a that couple was interesting. A great place. Yeah, it was. It's, I love that spot. I love Nashville in general. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, out that episode, it's fun. We talk a little bit about the place. So we're back, uh, you know, some house cleaning, talk about a couple of things that are interesting. We got some important news, as you might see yes. behind me. Cap, why don't you introduce that first before we get into the topics of the day? So we are partnering up with our good friend, Alan, from the Great Divide podcast with his cigar company, the Patriot Cigar Company. He just launched this company. We're super excited to be a part of it. You could put your order in at mypatriotcigars.com. And if you use our promo code doomed, you will get 15% off at checkout. So just go over there. If you're a cigar smoker, if you know somebody who likes cigars, Christmas is around the corner, people. It's coming. I'm sure, you know, a, a nice set of cigars would be a great little gift. Head on over to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, definitely. So Alan should be coming up here soon yeah. uh, to the shack in the back. You know, we're making plans to try and hang out with him, maybe record something live, maybe smoke a couple cigars, review them, etc. It'll be yeah. a good time. You know, fall is here. The leaves are at least falling off the trees up here by me. Uh, it's, Not know, over it's, here. but <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, but it's it's nice to sit around the campfire especially this time of year yeah. you know you have a little glass of scotch whiskey bourbon whatever and you have a cigar i'm not the biggest cigar smoker but yeah no, check it's, it out. A, it's always a good time and uh you know it was a hot summer so old capitan is ready to sit by a fire in a flannel shirt and uh have you know have the yeah. cold breeze come through yeah definitely so you know help support patriots you know freedom loving yes. americans Yes, you know, taking on projects. We just want to, we just want to barbecue and smoke our cigars. Leave us alone. Exactly. So let's get, let's lay out some of the topics we're going to talk about today. Uh, if you, I don't know, like how much the political listeners of the show watch some of the doomed reviews of the nerdy stuff yes. that we're into. Uh, we've been reviewing uh, House of the Dragon. You know, I, I reviewed uh, with Jimbo the Kid. I reviewed the Rings of Power. I know, Chris, you started watching the Rings of Power. Yeah, I'm, I only watched the first episode. I don't have time for it. That's okay. So, but it is it. I like it. I saw. You, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. So, I, I want to talk a little bit more that I ha- about things that I haven't talked about in the reviews because I am trying to review the actual episode and not get too much into the political debate that comes with these shows and yeah. things. Sometimes, so we're going to kind of talk about like the toxic culture that the studios have been saying about fans. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be kind of my main topic. Uh, perhaps we'll touch a little bit on the electricity problem in California, yep. and Europe, and some uh, some interesting things that are happening out there. Just some Cap- funny, funny things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you know, us, we like to point out the hypocrisy and just the stupidity yeah. of things. Uh, Cap, I know you got something you were mentioning. Um, you know, there's a little bit of Joe Biden out there that we could talk about. And, you know, the new uh, I support the thing is the queen. And (laughs) 
Uh, Doom Nation, as you could imagine, Skaggs and I don't don't give a shit. Although, internet, we have to shout out the internet. Big ups to you. Undefeated with the meme game once again. Those were some funny days. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, the Queen thing, while I have a, a thought here, let's just get into it, I guess. I find the Queen thing to be an area where us and like radical leftists probably agree. The yeah. radical leftists really don't like, obviously, monarchy and mm-hmm. old, rich, white people yeah. lording over poor brown people. Um, and I'd say a lot of like the commentary I saw after she passed away was from like Jack Posobiec, guys like Tim Poole. Like, I guess I don't know what to call them. Right. I don't want to play left's game, but they're pretty much independent. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to admire and respect and like the, the monarchy to some extent. A lot of our uh, podcast friends also kind of shit all over the, the monarchy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I find it kind of cringe from a guy like Jack Posobiec. I don't know if you saw what he had to say, where he was uh, kind of like defending the monarchy because like leftists don't like it. It's cringe. Like we're Americans. Yeah. We overthrew the monarchy like the 1776. Yeah. We stopped giving a shit about that family. The foundational bedrock of our society here is like antithetical to the monarchy. Yeah. Like, how could you, you know, whatever. It's their culture. I'm not going to stand here and like tap dance on, on her grave like I did. They should die. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's cringe to me to defend them. Yeah. You know, like well, just just whatever. That's their thing. Fine. Whatever. I'm not going to sit here. Like it's all pretend make believe the fact that like some family thinks they're better than everybody and they get to rule over you. It's antithetical to libertarianism, individual rights, self-ownership. Like they're nothing. They're just other humans. It's just, yeah, it's just like nonsense it. it's through and through, man. Did, I, I saw a, a flag at half staff and I was like, is that because of the queen? And they were like, yes. I was like, why is the Ugh. American flag at half staff for the queen of England? She's done nothing, nothing for us. Nothing. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I could see like I understand everyone in the UK and Australia and Canada in mourning. She basically ruled over all of them. But anyone in America, like I don't understand the infatuation. I mean, even maybe Princess Diana, you know, that was a good story back in the day. A lot of conspiracy around that. But I don't get it. I don't get why anybody cares, man. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, Europe wouldn't be crying if Biden passed away. You know what I mean? If our leader passed away, who else around the world is really going to give a shit? Yeah, I mean, and it's not even, she's not even like a real leader anymore. It's all no, make-believe no, yeah. anyway. I don't really have that much of a beef against Queen Elizabeth herself as an individual. I don't really think she was an evil person or anything like that. I don't know that much about her, but. I'm more ideologically opposed to that whole thing in yeah. general. And I think it's just repulsive. Um, so, yeah, it is weird, right? I guess you could say it's, you know, the globalists, they love each other, right? So yeah. they'll lower flags to half staff, even if it doesn't yeah. make any sense uh, anymore. So yeah, they're virtue signaling to you know, yeah. the other, to the World Economic Forum. Yeah. So let's kind of keep it there, right? We, you know, we're talking about England. J.R. Token, he is from England and there the Lord of Rings. We've been reviewing. <laughs> I've been reviewing, you know, we, we've reviewed at least one of the uh, the episodes. Right. And there's been just like a lot of controversy around the Rings of Power, which is like a, a new show about the Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings that Amazon, a gigantic corporation, has been making and putting out. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. My wedding ring is the one ring. I've read the books. I've read The Hobbit. I've tried to read a lot of the, the source material token had put out, like the Silmarillion and Children of Huron, all these other little tiny things that the tokens put out. Uh, a lot of the older stuff is really like hard to read. Um, it's more of like an encyclopedia 
Mm. And sometimes like they talk so much in like terms of, you know, like that world that you don't even understand what's going on. But I've read a lot of the synopsis. I understand a lot about like the lore and whatnot. The show tries to get into the lore. It's taken a lot of criticism from fans about it being like against the lore, right? Against what Tolkien wrote. And that's one of my criticisms about it on top of there being a lot of woke stuff. But let's go to our first story here. And a sec. This is from Reuters. It's five days ago. The Rings of Power calls out racism against cast members of color. Just on my side, it's uh, the background. There's no, I don't know if you're pulling up something. Let's see. Maybe I didn't a little technical up. difficulty here, people. Let's see. Well, I, on the other hand, did not read any of the books. I've only watched the movies. I've enjoyed them quite a bit. Uh, but the so it's kind of interesting because where I'm coming from, I don't know anything about the Ring of Power. This is actually a story I've Rings of Power. Sorry, this is actually a story I've long been interested in since I originally watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, where did the original rings come from that ended up making forcing Sauron, Sauron to create the one ring to rule them all? Um, so. I could I see the woke stuff in it, but like this is all a new story to me. Sure. So it's a little bit different. Like this is like poo pooing on your parade, and this is like telling. Okay. Like I'm learning the new this new story for me, but through like virtue signaling. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, everyone? It's the Two Doom Men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire, TNT, Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It, and again, if you're going to wonder, like, why should I even care about this? It's because it's all part of everything's yeah. interconnected and related politics, culture, society, you know, the state, everything. That's why I want to get into it. Um, can you see it now, Cap? The, yeah. the, uh, the Reuters article. All right. So, so Rings of Power calls out racism against members of color. Uh, the after an inundation of racist attacks, Amazon Prime's videos, the Lord of Rings of Power has released a statement on Twitter expressing. Uh, that they refuse to ignore or tolerate the racism, threats, harassment, and abuse that some of their castmates of color face uh, daily. When black and brown cast members of, on Rings of Power were announced earlier this year, they were met with immediate backlash based on the color of their skin, claiming that the series is a misrepresentation of author J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. Comments have emerged across social media rejecting the show's diversity. I'm going to move over to now what they said. Here, Ooh, did I Let me scroll up? Did I lose it? Eh, I might have lost it. All right, so 
Um, the statement reads from uh, Amazon and Lord of Rings. We, the cast of Rings of Power, stand together in absolute solidarity and against the relentless racism, threats, harassment and abuse. Some of our castmates of color are being subject to on a daily basis, it reads. We refuse to ignore it or tolerate it. J.R.R. Tolkien created a world which, by definition, is multicultural, a world in which free peoples from different races and cultures join together in fellowship to defeat the forces of evil. Rings of Power reflects that. Our world has never been all white. Fantasy has never been all white. Middle Earth is not all white. BIPOC belong in Middle Earth, and they are here to say to stay. It goes on to say, finally, all our love and fellowship go out to the fans supporting us, especially fans of color who are themselves being attacked simply for existing, existing in this fandom. We see you, your bravery, your endless creativity, your cosplays, fan cams, fan art and insights make this community a richer place and remind us of our purpose. You are valid. You are loved and you belong. You are an integral part of the Lord community. Thanks for having our backs. Closing with the Elvish world and the Marais meaning farewell. The post has been met with mixed responses. That's what you're going to get here. That, that entire article was written for that second to last paragraph. You were seen. We love you. You, you're the best. We love you. We love you. Oh, God. I, the funniest part of that was our world hasn't been all white. Correct. Middle Earth has not been all white. Middle Earth does not fucking <laughs> exist. I don't I don't care. You know, I'm, I, I don't I don't care that there are people of color or there's a diverse cast of people in, you know, Middle Earth. But let's get one thing straight. Middle Earth does not fucking exist. And there is no need for an imaginary place to reflect our world, the actual world that we live in has nothing to do with made up fairy tale, volcano, elf woods, <laughs> land, the Shire. It has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. And 10 to 1, hobbits would be racist as fuck, given the opportunity. I don't know about that. Hobbits are pretty <laughs> nice people. I, I think there's a conspiracy going on here, right? I'm going to be flat out. This is where I'm going to go down the rabbit hole here. I also don't have a problem with there being like black elves like a Ron Deer in the show mm -hmm. or there being black hobbits or whatever. It, it is a fantasy world, so you could theoretically do whatever you want. Yeah. It should make some sort of sense if you're trying to follow source material and it, and characters have been described to what they look like. If you then go and don't and, and then like do a if you have a book and it says this person has light skin with blonde hair, etc., and then you make a TV show. And you completely change the way that person looks. I, I think that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Right. But it, what the Lord of the Ring, what at least Amazon has done here is they created new characters, which at least they're new characters. Right. So you could say they could be whatever you want. Right. Like around that I'm fine with it. People don't have an issue with, you know, insert next big name movie. And the character is an original character. It doesn't need to be. A Marvel superhero. It doesn't need to be a Star Wars Jedi. It could be the next, you know, Beverly. Take, for instance, Beverly Hills Cop. Right. You remember that movie? Yeah. It was an action movie about a Detroit cop in L.A. saving the day. Back then, it was with all the, the comedy cop movies. That was kind of an original idea. Right. 
perfect. Eddie, Mur- they could have casted Arnold Schwarzenegger. They could have casted Eddie Murphy. It doesn't matter. You know, make more fandom and make more heroes or or you know heroes that save the day, and tailor it to that. Give us new black heroes. Don't take someone like Superman, who has been a square jawed white guy for the past seventy years, and change him up. And throw us for, and then get mad at us for ch- you changing. People don't like change. People don't like sudden, race swap, and people don't like gender swapping characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, there's so much room in these imaginary worlds to just make the greatest hero you ever made, and make them a woman. We don't care. It's gonna be awesome either way. Yeah, and you could say here, right? Like a lot of people are are, are saying that a lot of the backlash here is racist to to Rings of Power or sexist right well what about house of the dragon right there's been no whisper of that it is a story theoretically where the main character is a woman rainera yeah and her story so far has been amazing it doesn't matter that she's a woman i've enjoyed every second of it it's a good character arc and it's going to continue to be a good character arc you're not seeing anything like that why because the difference is there's no woke politics injected into house of the dragon like there has been in rings of power and that's ultimately where a lot of the criticism has come from on top of the criticism of being it's not following Tolkien's like actual lore correctly. Yeah. Um, and this is and this is what people want. The people, the core people that are going to go out when you make a show like this based off of something like Lord of the Rings, merchandise is a huge thing. You know, Star Wars was so successful because the kids bought the Star Wars toys. They made the Star Wars cartoon so they can make more toys. The, the people like you and the people who've read the book and who want to follow the the book and see it come to life are the people that are spending the hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars. The consumer, on, the fan. Yeah, uh, yes. Right. And you're not giving them that you're giving the and I'm not using minority in that way, but you're giving the minority of fans like all the attention. But you're you're ignoring the core people that got the money. You know what I'm saying? You, you're trying to just get like the regular, you know, black woman who knows what Lord of the Rings is, but will never read the book. You know what I mean? Isn't wearing the T-shirts and stuff. Isn't on the fan pages. You're trying to get her attention to come watch the show instead of feeding your fan base. So I, I don't I think you're wrong. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I don't think they're trying to get any new demographic of people's fandom. I think this is a legit just trying to. This is a trying to be. Conspiracy. Yeah, this is a new thing. Change, where they're trying to change culture. They're not even trying to change culture. What has happened, especially and I'm talking here about like the big franchises like mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings, like Star Wars, like Marvel, the MCU. Right. I mean, who owns these things? Amazon and Disney, the major corporations. Right. They have sort of crafted a way, in my opinion, at least, and I'm going to have some other interesting people who maybe can articulate a little bit better than I can, um, a way to like obfuscate and make it impossible to criticize any of their work. If you criticize, like I have a lot of the Lord of the Rings, there's Rings of Power stuff, you're just embracist, right? They'll write articles about you. They'll say that all the criticism is literally just racism. And I had a little bit of a debate with a person who I know, who, who kind of made this argument, right? And I made the argument. I'm like, I don't care that Iran Deer is black, right? I care about this and that. It goes against the story. 
And uh, and I'm like, I kind of want to know, like, where are these racist comments? Right. Like, I haven't even actually seen yes. it myself. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So I was told go to Metacritic. Right. Which is like a, a commentary place. And I went there and I spent about a half an hour on Metacritic. And what I saw on Metacritic was primarily there was like three thousand bad reviews and like a couple hundred good reviews. And I read through the bad reviews. I didn't see one racist comment on there, really, in any way whatsoever. I saw people complaining about the CGI. I saw people complaining about it going against Tolkien's work, like I'm saying. And then I saw people complaining about it being woke. So I'm trying I'm sitting there and I'm trying to think, are people like taking someone saying something is woke as racist now? Like oh, saying probably. something is woke yeah. is now a racist statement. Probably I, I would go along with that. Yes. But also, you know, this this really applies to any bit of research that we do when we're talking about a political topic. Right. You know, uh, the if you look into the Inflation Reduction Act, you see it kind of raises inflation. It's it's as Alex Abernathy was telling us, it's not going to lower inflation until like 2030. You know what I mean? So but because you read the headlines, do you think it reduces inflation? Now you're not the the regular person isn't going to meta what meta review and reading Metacritic. through comments. They're just seeing, oh, people are saying it's racist. There must be bigots out there who are saying it's racist. Then, yeah, that's where their research ends, <clears throat> right? Or they don't look into it. And maybe Metacritic has removed some of the the vulgar stuff, right? So maybe yeah. that has something to do with it too. But I mean, I think I made the point the other day. I'm like, I don't make the show. Right. Like, yeah. I'm just a fan. I don't write the story. I don't direct the scenes. I don't write the dialogue. I just watch it. And then people just like other fans. Right. And they they uh, they comment in it. Right. So let's use the rings of power for an example. I know you watch the first episode. You said, yeah. right, Cap? Yeah. So there's a scene in here. And this is with a Rondier. Rondier is the black elf in the show. He's a black man cast as an elf. I actually rather like his character. He's very similar to Legolas. Right. I think he's pretty cool. He's pretty badass. A Rondier's very first scene in the rings of power. He's walking through a field and he walks into a bar in a town. He's a black elf, mind you, walks into this bar. The bar is a whole bunch of old white men sitting around drinking. Um, Arondir walks up to the bartender, asks him a couple questions. People are giving Arondir dirty looks. One of the younger white guys starts like having a complete meltdown and he freaks out and he gets up, starts yelling at Arondir and he goes, you people to Arondir, the black elf. In the context of the show, he's you people and him meaning elves. you elves. But let's be real. When I talk about wokeism, that's wokeism. That is a, a, a message that they put in the show that all white men are racist and evil. And, you know, like, look, white men you know, are racist and evil. It's right there. Like, why it, is there not a random other black male? I was just men, man character in the bar. Why is there no woman character that. in the bar? Yeah. It's only old white men. You could also make another argument for the opening prologue of the show with Galadriel. Right. She's yes. first of all, she's been gender swapped. Right. She was never a warrior. Uh, it was really Elrond who was the warrior. They've made Galadriel a female character now, like the badass warrior you know, queen, princess, whatever. See, I didn't know that. And I liked her character. Her whole opening scene is her on the hunt for Sauron for hundreds of years, pushing hard. How badass is she? Right. Her whole crew of like 10, you know, elves with her. It's her, the woman. And then like nine men at male elves. They're also all white male elves throughout her entire pushing to get go after Sauron for like 
you know, 100 years, they're constantly bitching and complaining. They want to go home. They're tired of this. They're tired of that. But brave Galadriel continues to soldier on forever and ever because she knows she's right. Sauron is still around, which we obviously know. Sauron is still <laughs> around, right? We watched the fucking Lord of the Rings. But again, not one black elf, right? There's another black elf in the show, but he's also being subjected to racism somewhere else. But there's no black elf on Galadriel's team. There's no female elf on Galadriel's team. It's only white male elves on her team. That's what we're talking about, about wokeism. When I watch a Lord of the Rings show, I don't want to be reminded about like racist mm-hmm. white people or the problems or to be lectured, right? That r- white men are racist and evil. I want to watch people go after Sauron and hunt him down because he's the Dark Lord, right? This is a, a thing that has occurred now in this is just a political side, right? In, in movies where they're injecting like these negative like messages into it. If you go back and watch the original Lord of the Rings cap, yeah, the, the, the message was always very like positive, like friendship, the fellowship of the ring, yeah. right? Love Sam and Frodo, like Sam constantly had his friends back and helped him. There's the famous quote of Gandalf, like it's like little acts of kindness and love that keep the darkness at bay. That was like the message behind the story. Right. Like small people who you don't really think can have much of an impact. They stand up and they fight back and they do actually the virtuous message that uh, they think they're trying to get through. That's the message that Tolkien was trying to write. He's trying. And that's what stories are about. That's why we like them, because they're trying to teach you like a good message. These stories are teaching you bad, negative messages. White men are racist. They're evil, etc. Looks what happened. Look what happens to any person of color in this. Right. I mean, that's in the story. It's literally in the story. I didn't write that. Like I said before, none of the Tolkien fans wrote that Amazon Prime and whoever the showrunners wrote all that stuff. They injected it in there and then they turn around and complain that fans are racist and whatnot because yeah. fans don't like that kind of stuff. This is uh, this is where I do believe it's a conspiracy. I do believe they are trying to change culture. So even if you go back and you say, oh, Hollywood and movies is is male driven industry, which Back in the day, for the most part, was, yes, correct. it was. And, you know, in in the 80s, yes, Sylvester Stallone was the hero and he got the hottest chick in the movie and he banged her and she was this little supporting side character. Right. And I get that. And I get that there is somewhat of a role reversal. And now uh you know what's the chick's name in lord of the rings the, the galadriel elf. galadriel is this awesome female warrior and i have no problem with that and what's her friend's oh, elrond right he's he's this little nervous simp he's now yeah just to set the stage that, for people who haven't watched right in in the real lore if i'm, pr- I'm probably sure most people are familiar with elrond from the lord of the rings elrond yeah. is the badass warrior commander of legions fights you know in battle Galadriel is more of like the mage, the wise, you know, political leader. They've swapped the two, essentially. Yeah. You know, Elrond is now kind of like the political mastermind. And Galadriel is now like the, the she warrior commander of legions. Go ahead. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, Doom Nation? It is Skags here. And thanks for joining us for another episode of the Two Doom Men podcast. If you like political discussion, guns, beer, movie and TV reviews, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel, and share the show with your friends. 
That's the best way we can get around Big Tech's algorithm. You can also just go to linktree.com slash to do men to find everywhere the show has a presence. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Skaggs89. Thank you, everyone, and let's get back to the show. So, okay, so yes, Hollywood was this male-driven industry, and Sylvester was the hero, oh, big macho man. But, like, the the supporting female character was never, yes, it was a damsel in distress, but, like, she was never, like, a bitch or, like, dumb. Or you know what I'm saying? Like it was like 20 gunmen entered the house and kidnapped your wife. Like, yes, obviously she's not fighting them off. Whereas you fast forward now, these people, the, the, the supporting male character are cowards. Right. And and like Galadriel's yes. crew in the yeah. in the prologue. With exactly. Yeah. Like they don't like 10 elves, 10 female elves against one cave troll. You're having cave troll sushi that night. You know what I mean? These nine elves. I, I watched one elf, a dwarf, and two men, and and two hobbits take on a cave troll one time, and they fucked him up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know Moria. what I mean? You're gonna tell me that nine elves couldn't handle this thing? Yeah. So Give that's another. Break. That was another of that scene that you're talking about, right? Yes. In that scene again, why is it woke? All of the men failed at taking down. They were essentially the group is attacked, right? The group of the one woman being leading the nine men. They're attacked by a giant monster. All of the men, everybody tries to attack it. They start fighting it. All the men are essentially killed, thrown aside easily. The woman easily defeats the, the monster. Yeah. If you go back to the Lord of Rings, like you're saying, let's let's like let's like Monday morning quarterback scenes of <laughs> yeah. movies here. If you go back to the Lord of Rings, when they were attacked by the cave troll in Moria, it was a group effort of the yeah. entire fellowship of the rings to bring down a massive creature and beast. And, and there was a great scene. Why One is that a best. great scene? Because if you're going to take down a giant monster, it's going to take a little bit from everyone, right? It's yeah. realistic. Like, there's not going to be one OP. Maybe Gandalf is OP enough to take on a cave troll, right? But they didn't even do that. They made it, like, in- interesting. Everybody got a... a Everybody gave him their best shot and hit him with it. Yeah. Right. And that's a good story. Instead, here you have ideology, woke in- ideology injected into a literal action sequence. And, yeah. and for the most part, this show is doing a pretty good job of keeping it pretty subtle. I feel like a lot of people haven't noticed it at all because it, it is kind of well, subtle. I I would I would definitely agree with you. I you know I'm accustomed to sniffing this type of crap yeah. out, so I would have yeah. seen it anyway. But I could see why you say that because this truly is a new story for me. And other than my knowledge of Elrond and people who ended up in surviving from this time to the Fellowship of the Ring, and I learn about them then. This is all a new story. So, like, I didn't even know that the girl was the political leader where Elrond was the muscle and now he's the political. But, you know, somewhere along the line, they're really going to fuck it up if let's say this series goes on for five, six seasons, whatever. Eventually, Elrond has to be the the leader of the masses. You know what I mean? Like. You're going to have to, like, give him that role. Otherwise, you are going to create a giant plot hole in one of the most amazing trilogies. And people are really going to be. Fe- That's going to be like Game so, of Thrones final season 
like level fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, they, they've already like basically created a plot hole to, for the most part. Because if you remember, yeah. I, I'm sorry, we're kind of getting into the weeds here now, but now you got us going. If you remember <laughs> at the beginning of the first Lord of the Rings movie, the Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. there was a prologue scene, the, the, the War of the Last Alliance, right? That's theoretically how this show should end, right? The, the Rings yes. of Power. It's where Elrond and Elendil and, and you know, like the, the last alliance goes to Mordor to fight Sauron and to defeat him. You know, they cut off the ring and everything. Galadriel's not in that scene. Why? Because Galadriel was never the, the warrior, the commander of, of anything. Elrond is in that scene. He is leading the elves into the battle. If this show is going to end there, right, but they've gender swapped the roles, they're going to rewrite middle yeah. earth history history right? Gala- yeah. we've already then, seen that scene we've already seen yeah. it we've already seen that gladrio was not there right and and, and then the, the like- show writers the show writers will say just how i was saying middle earth isn't real they'll be saying oh well middle earth history is they'll be teaching us yes. the critical race theory of middle earth so now we're <laughs> complaining right so now do you see why i don't like the show and to an extent right it's because they've gone against the lore it's not because Galadriel is a woman. Like I told you, I've been watching House of Dragon and I like Rhaenyra's character. I like Daenerys Targaryen's character, right? I don't care what the person looks like, what they are. I care about it. One being consistent and making sense and it being a good story, right? So if we get the Mayans, I love the Mayans. There's not a white guy in the show. Yeah, me too. Uh, Yeah, I I just started picking up watching that again. Uh, It is it is pretty good. Um, So so what I think is going on here again, this ties all back into politics. There's a political part, right? They're injecting woke stuff into the show. But I think they're also using this as just like uh, propaganda you mm-hmm. can't criticize their projects right because you're a racist yep. and they're also as we've learned with like twitter and with websites this stuff is on a computer a- amazon has been removing negative reviews from the show yeah as we learned with twitter you can make bots right bots can do anything a lot of the times when i get into conversations on twitter and go after things and whatnot like bots will appear and they'll just like start pushing a narrative these studios are known to employ yeah. bots to create bots, right? You don't think you don't think DJ Khaled has a factory of bots when he drops a new album? I'm He's sure he playing does. his songs over and over again. Good business, you know. Good business. We decision. the best. We. So <laughs> we. so uh, this is not as serious as like the government using bots and pushing the COVID right. narrative or anything like that. But this is something, without a doubt, they're making bots. Now, how far fetched is it to think that they're creating bot accounts? Or posting fake reviews that are racist, yeah. right? That say racist things like the studios themselves. Why would they do that? Because now they have the ultimate scapegoat that you can't criticize our show. It's not good. If you don't like it, you're a racist at the same time pushing a woke agenda. They're the ones who put the woke yeah. stuff in there. And let me give you a couple of examples of them just doing. I, I don't have examples of of um, bots of bots. Right. But I have like more and more examples of this stuff and the studios being involved in this discourse. So can you see this cap? Elijah Wood here. Nope. It's the background again. Why is it doing that? That's so weird. Uh, Folks seems to uh, take two tries here for some reason. There we go. There we go. All right. So this is from Elijah Wood. If you don't remember Elijah Wood, he was Frodo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings. Frodo. So he tweets, you are all welcome here. And it's of him, uh, Mary and Pippin. And they're wearing a shirt in which some Elvish writing on it that says that in Elvish means you are all welcome here. And the shirt also has elven ears with a wide range of skin colors. Now, I I'm positive Elijah Wood is a nice guy, right? He means well. He probably heard this stuff 
about there being racism and whatnot. And he probably was outraged, right? He probably because he's a good guy and he's well intentioned. So he puts on the shirt to put a good message out there. You're all welcome here. Like every person for the most part likes everyone, right? We're not we're not racist people here. Let's go to this shirt, right? Because he actually posted the, the link here to buying this shirt. This brings you to a website where you are all welcome here. Here it is. This is a person who made it. Uh, let's see. Don Marshall's merch store. You scroll down here. The shirt is $22. All right. And it says here, 50% of all the proceeds will go to a charity to be selected by Don's community that supports POC. I mean, come on. You can tell me this isn't a grift right here. <laughs> yeah. Not 50, only 50% of the proceeds for this are going in each what charity. 25 bucks or so. What charity? I don't know. Whatever yeah. Don's community. Whatever choice. Say. Yeah. Right. We just his charity. Yeah. That supports POC. What does that even mean? Like people of so, color. No, I know, but like oh, what, I'm sorry. So, like in, in what in what like capacity? What are you even talking about? Where does the other 50% go? In his pocket? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's his business. I, so. I understand. But your your virtue signaling here. Look at me. How virtuous yeah. I am. Poor black people. You know, here comes the white savior. Right. To make 50 percent off of poor black people's racism. That probably doesn't even really exist in yeah. the Lord of the Rings. So this is what I'm talking about. They're, they're pushing out all this stuff. Let's go to the next example. We'll go back to Star Wars. We reviewed Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Star Wars, the official account tweeted out back when Obi-Wan Kenobi came out. There was some controversy around Moses Ingram being cast as a black uh, inquisitor in the show. We are proud to welcome Moses Ingram to the Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. If anyone intends to make her feel in any way unwelcome, we only have one thing to say. We resist. There are more than 20 million sentient species in the Star Wars galaxy. Don't choose to be a racist. These that is that is fan baiting that one. And they just did it again with the other tweet from Brie Larson that she showed me this morning. Yep. This is this is literally. Disney poking the bear. This is literally like Disney setting setting the pins up for the idiot for the Internet to knock them down. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're drawing attention to it in the worst way possible before that type of attention was already drawn to it. And like, where is the proof of this? Right. Like where yeah. they're not they're not showing well, any racist tweets. They're not highlighting any threats to the actors. That's the plan. They started off by saying there's going to be racism. So then in the comments, people are going to talk about race. And you know what I mean? They're going to talk about what's literally being said. And then Disney's going to go, look, look, they can not like, you know, nobody's ever edited a tweet before, you know, uh, you know, and who's even really looking. And there you go. There's all your racist comments. Right. They're, and, you know, you're going to get the one idiot, the one idiot that gets to be like, F her because sure. she's a woman. Yeah. She's black. You know what I mean? I'm sure you get the I'm, one I'm not, retard. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist or it hasn't happened at all. I'm sure there's some fucking reject loser out there who has made that comment here. What I'm saying is that they're spinning a narrative here. Right. And this is like a TV show, a movie. Right. Like, but they're forcefully injecting this stuff into the mm-hmm. movie itself. Then they're injecting into the marketing campaign, into the tweets, into the controversy around it. They're basically calling their fan base racist here. Yeah. Star Wars was right what they're doing here is exactly what you, what you said right and this has come out in the, I, i've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days 
I think the Rings of Power has sparked a lot of people's like thoughts about this and maybe kind of like made people realize that there is a definitely like a conspiracy going on here with the big studios that control mm-hmm. these giant franchises we like. So this is another tweet here. I'm going to read this person can articulate this a lot better than I can. So I'm just going to read it here. This is from someone called uh, Tala, Dr. Tala Simon. I don't know if this person is actually a doctor and whatnot, but the point is good and sound. Vargas same. So oh, is a one of 10. Yeah, I'm, I, I maybe won't read the whole thing, but it's, it's important. So here we go. Fan baiting is a form of marketing used by producers, film studi- studios and actors with the intent of exciting artificial controversy garnering publicity and explaining away the negative reviews of a new and often highly anticipated production. Fan baiting emerged as a marketing strategy in 2016, 2017. Hmm. What happened around 2016 and 2017? Let's Trump take and while. Russia yes. rigged an election and fucked the fucked Congress. Yeah. So again, why am I going so deep into this? Because it all ties back at the end of the day into politics somewhat, right? There are fan no bait- coincidences. Yeah. Fan baiting emerges a, a marketing strategy in 2016, 2017 after fans of the beloved franchise, such as Ghostbusters and Star Wars objected to what they saw as poor writing choices, sloppy scripts and cheap alterations to plot lines and characters for the sake of shock value. Alongside these critics, there was a small group of bigoted but vociferous commentators who objected to the inclusion of black and female actors in roles traditionally held by white male actors. Some of these individuals began publicly harassing actors. Bigots have always attacked diversity on screen, but in a highly polarized political climate, instances of harassment on garnered, on garnered disproportionately massive media coverage which provided production studios with both free publicity and a new defense against actual critics. Critics studios seize the opportunity to discredit criticism of poor writing and acting, insinuating that these two were motivated by bigotry. What used to be accepted as standard critiques were increasingly dismissed as part of the ignorant commentary of toxic fandom. Soon it became standard practice before release to issue announcements specifically specifying diverse casting choices coupled with preemptive declarations of solidarity with the cast whom they may now whom they now counted on to receive disparaging and harassing comments so the the, the studios are almost yeah, like using the actors as pawns right like of course you know, I, I, again I, I don't think the actors are nefarious really for the most part they're just looking for jobs they're trying to act mm-hmm. right that's their career the studios are almost using them as bait, right? Yeah. In, a, in a trap to, to get this, this negative criticism that could then use to like obfuscate the fact that their writing and their productions suck nowadays. Actors who are woman and or BIPOC become props and shields for craven corporate laziness and opportunism. The studios save money by bo- both by avoiding expensive veteran writers as well as by offloading publicity to news outlets and social media covering the artificial controversy. Yeah, we're kind of guilty in that as well here. We We don't have a choice. We're not a big studio. We're trying to expose it, I guess. Right. Yeah. Fan baiting works. It brings in a new sympathetic audience whose endorsement is more about taking a public stance against prejudice than any real interest in the art. Fan baiting also permits studios to cultivate public skepticism over the legitimacy of poor reviews. Propaganda, right? Mm. All these poor reviews, all these bad reviews, like my friend said, right? These bad reviews are all just racist stuff. They're nonsense. They're but not real. At the Who end, does that of, benefit? Who does that yeah. serve? Who does that serve? To it benefit? doesn't. It doesn't serve them because at the end of the day, 
first off, they started this by saying a small group of bigoted fans. But now it's, you know, the toxic fandom. It's, right. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's it, it's a small group, but it's a big group. If you small don't like group. it, you're a racist. If you don't yeah. like Iran, dear, if you don't like Eladriel, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a bad. How bad? You know what I mean? Like, let me keep going here real quick. Yeah. Fan baiting also com compels reviewers to temper their criticism for fear of becoming associated with the toxic fandom and losing their professional credibility, resulting in telling discrepancies between critic and audience review scores. You know what that's called? That's called mass formation psychosis. Mm -hmm. When you can't fall like, tell in line, the, you fall in line. You can't tell the truth anymore because you're scared of the, the push. You're scared someone's going to call you a racist if you're some like big time, you know, film critic, you have to be careful, right? Like yeah. if you come out and be like, ah, this show sucks, you'll get canceled. They're going to be like, you're a racist, right? This is all a big moving machine. The true nature, a movie. <laughs> yeah, the true nature of fan baiting is never so clear as when a script is well-crafted and audience reviews are accordingly positive, exposing the announcements, declarations of solidarity and grooming of skepticism for what they really are. Cynical corporate marketing tactics. And that's what I think is going on here, without a doubt, with them pushing a certain type of political yeah. ideology on here. They've crafted a way to be lazy, to not have to write a good story. It's it's not being lazy. You know, since we're in the conspiracy world here, I'll bring up Q. There was always the Q line of all assets deployed, meaning whatever the deep state owns, it's going to get deployed and pushed upon us. I had mentioned this to you earlier. This could be a sign that Hollywood is falling. It's failing because it's odd. It's 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 this is new territory. Universal Studios stays on top of its game being a billion dollar organization by producing good movies and good TV shows. Now, eventually, this might turn into a good thing. Eventually, you know, you can't fake support. So if you keep being lazy and you keep putting out this woke garbage and going against the story and just being generally lazy in your writing, people are going to tune out. And as a society, we need less distractions. So maybe it's good that like Hollywood's dying. And if you really want to get into the Lord of the Rings, maybe you should go read the book. Maybe you should pick up a book for the first time and read instead of spend your nights on Netflix and stuff like that. So so I agree with you. But right? hold on. Yeah, good, good. So so what I'm saying is th this we might see that like Hollywood actually is dying here because they are they're f almost like it's being forced to play this political hand to bait the characters, because even when people are just going to see the movie to draw the line in the sand, I support the full female cast. Sure. Yes. You support the full female cast, but once again, how many t-shirts are you buying? How many pops are you buying? Maybe one, maybe somebody gets you it as a gift or something, but you're not like me and you when we go and see star Wars and I go buy a new Darth Vader pop and you go buy a Han Solo t-shirt or something. We put more money into this. They're going on the back end. These, you know, studios, Universal Studio, whatever, they're going to fall apart because of this. They're going to lose money. Just like just like CNN, they had to get a new president, just like CNN, how their, their ratings plummeted. We are going to see this in Hollywood.
Yeah. So, so what you're arguing here is that the free market will solve all these problems, right? The poorer product they put <laughs> out, the less people will go and consume that product. Therefore, yeah. they'll fail and they'll go out of business. And then people will come in and start making better products that people actually like. The thing is, they're trying to get around that, just like everything else in society. Yeah. They're trying to get around. They're the trying to market. survive. They're trying, no, they're trying to control, right? Centralized control. If you don't like this, you're a racist. Just like if you don't vote for a Democrats, you're a racist. Blah, 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 blah. What, what really just like burns me to my core here about all this is that I love the Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> and I love Game of Thrones and I love Star Wars and I love Marvel, right? And like because of this, these things that I like are going to be destroyed and ruined. Yeah. There's going to be a stain on the Lord of the Rings when the show is over because of this. Like modern politics infested this this thing That's that why I, I like. Said, and go I know back saying, and read the book. But I, I I know I know I know right. But what I'm saying is you're saying it's it's maybe good people don't have that many distractions. But I think people do need distractions. Like I don't go watch the MCU again to be reminded about modern politics. I do yeah. a fucking political podcast every <laughs> week, once a week. Come and watch it. Two do men podcast. Right. That's what I'm doing all the time. That's what a lot of people are, are doing. People know like, people are starting to wake up and read the news and whatnot. Like, should, does it need to be everywhere? That's why you go to a baseball game. That's why you go to a football game. Right. That's well, why you can't people, even go to a football people. game because in the end zone, it says end racism. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? It's all over the place. And once you realize it, you can't not see it. Yep. And it starts to just wear you out. Right. And demoralize you. Another theme we've talked about on the show, man. It's just a shame. Well, know? but you got to think, too, like it's demoralizing people like us. But think it's of how to me it's, it's well, it's yeah, yeah it's but it's angering you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's causing, you know, pain. The Lord of the Rings isn't giving you the same satisfaction as it used to. Um. But think of how many people are like the brainwashing continues. The brainwashing continues because now they watch Lord of the Rings. Oh, God, there's racists in Lord of the Rings. They go to the football game. Oh, my God, there's even racists Racist, in football. Right. They turn the on the She-Hulk. Oh, my God, they're sexist. And these people truly are just not smart enough to realize Go and go, wait, how come I don't ever deal with racism or sexism or how come I'm not a racist or a sexist, but everywhere I go, there's racism and sexism that I don't see that I don't see. Cause I mean, if we were going to football games and you know, white people were chasing black people out of the stands, or if we were going to movies and women were getting robbed and stuff, which they do, but you know, that's because places like Chicago allow it to happen. Um, you know, we don't see these things on a normal basis. So where are they happening? Who is seeing them? Or is this just once again, the downside of the Internet? You know what I mean? Like it's, the downside of the Internet, it gave every idiot a voice to say every stupid thing. You know, a million but years I mean, this ago. Is not, but this is not this is not a million people. I mean, I, I just read you tweets of the studios. Yeah. Like the studios are saying these things again. Well, the people that, are not creating the content here. Yeah. The studio. That's are. the point I'm, I'm getting to now. It's it's the point we're at the point like. A hundred years ago, there was only two genders. Maybe there was somebody <laughs> who said they're a unicorn. Right. But that was just the crazy guy that lives in the cabin in the woods. And maybe in the next town over, there was another guy who said he's a unicorn, too. And maybe there was a couple of hundred people, but they didn't have the ability to communicate with each other. Now they have the ability to communicate with each other. And these studios have gone on and found these niche people to latch on to an ideology 
And now it's their turn to, because you've never, like I said, we're new territory. You never saw a studio standing up. How many movies were flops throughout the, since the, the, the since the, the dawn of so, movies? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, so where this ties in is the studios never had a psyop machine that yeah, they could use yes. to like again create bad content and then convince you, no, you're wrong for not liking it. You're the bad guy. You're racist. It's also ties into man. It's a very like elitist way to think, mm -hmm. right? Like everything I make is good. I am anointed by by the woke gods, right? Everything I create is great. And if you don't like it, it is evil. You're nobody's bad. better than me. Yeah. My and way again, or the man, highway. You, you, what you were saying before is you're proving my point before I was saying like old stories, Tolkien, like they were rooted in positivity. What you're saying now is like everything's negative. Racism, this, yeah. bad, all the messages these shows are trying to to teach you is like a bad message like even wandavision right the wandavision show i know a lot of people didn't like wandavision or they did but like when i look back at wandavision they sold wanda kind of as like you know oh poor wanda you know she had a love you know she lost the love of her life vision she took a fucking town hostage against <laughs> their will and brainwashed them all but they spun her off as the sympathetic you know figure yeah. And theoretically, like the hero of the story at the end, she turns into the Scarlet Witch and wins the day. I mean, well, what kind of, fucking, what kind of like message is that to send to anybody? Hey, because I think, you, I think Doctor Strange was supposed to come out before her. Was that? I think the uh, Doctor Strange movie was supposed to come out before WandaVision. And then I would have think you would have seen that she actually was taking a town hostage and and being, you know, brainwa brainwashing people. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like, it, it's not a good story to tell it's like you're you're telling the villain story but selling it as the heroes yeah so i got i got a, a question for you that i thought up of before yeah. so we were talking about how elrond leads the masses right and you know she hulk really just isn't off to a good start with its absolute garbage writing so now let's say these two shows do go five six seasons three four seasons whatever and the there is a chance to a reverse it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or B where like the story takes place and she lays down her sword and Elrond picks it up, blah, blah, blah type of stuff. Like, do you think we're jumping the gun and it's too early on? Now, don't get me wrong. Something like the reboot of Ghostbusters was straight garbage. It was just a movie where they purposefully replaced four men with four women to say right. fuck men we you know we're, we're still season one episode four or five here could mm -hmm. season two be different you know what i'm saying like yes it could right it could and you know how it will be good especially if people don't consume the product yes right? they'll change course right away but then again it's still cheapened right because it's like not what tolkien wrote it's not yeah. really what you even had any cojones to like make your own story and, like, and we had a fight for it, pet, right? We had to like influence your project and change it because you were because you were trying to influence us. Yeah. In a but way, you like, know what? Again, it's not it, it then becomes it's not about Middle Earth and the story and the Lord of the Rings. It's some other thing. It's yeah. another thing where like it's, it's a battleground. It's a it's a cultural, a culture war, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, in Middle Earth, it's not a war between elves and men and Sauron. It's a it's a war between the right and the left on your fucking movie screen. Yeah. It sucks. All assets deployed. That all assets yeah. deployed you know because i always will revert back to we fucking made sony change sonic the hedgehog <laughs> you know what i mean like they saw that and they were like oh 
Hell no. You guys are screwed if you produce this crap. That's different, though, because he didn't look like Sonic the Hedgehog. You know yeah, what I mean? but like, still, I mean, people made enough noise and things regard. got changed. It's 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 a good message, too, because even in the political world, if we make enough noise, you know, like yeah, when true. when you know, when the, you could tell sometimes these little blips of stories that, you know, they talk about in the news comes out like monkeypox. We're, we're going to change the name to monkeypox and everybody shit on that idea. All of a sudden, we're not changing the name, you know. Oh, well, we, we haven't done it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's a good sign to know that, like, you do have a voice. And if you don't like something and this is the thing that's like the most amazing part of what we're talking about is we don't need the Academy anymore. We don't need movie critics anymore. Me and you on Twitter may, and on YouTube right. making doomed reviews, we become our own critics. Yeah. Anybody could be a critic now. You know, and you can't fake support. So when you look at Ron Tomatoes and it gives uh, Marvel, Miss Marvel or whatever, or, a 98 or, yeah. and the, the, the people give it like a 38. Like, who are you really joking here? Eventually, you have to listen to the masses. It's not the masses of people saying we don't like this show because the character is a brown, a Muslim woman. They're saying we don't like this show because you produced garbage. Right. Correct. We could use that Rotten Tomatoes example for the Rings of Power. You go to Rotten Tomatoes right now. Uh, hang on one second. Of course, has to have an ad. You go to Rings of Power, the Rings of Power on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The average tomato meter is 84 percent. That means like the critics, the professional critics are like 84 percent positive yeah. over the Rings of Power. The average audience score is 39 percent. There you go. Completely the inverse, basically, of, of what the there of what the go. actual professional critics are like. Like, how is that possible? That's, Why that means 60 percent of the people who have watched it do not like this show. 60 percent of the people. It's over half. Right. You know, it's what is it? It's 61 percent of the people who've seen the show. Right. But but the, but the the professional critics are, are raving 84 percent positive. Yeah. But how That's, many? But now but how I'm saying many they're people captured, watched right? it. How they're, many people have watched it to how many critics are there? It's I'm probably sure a lot, there's like a lot a of thousand. critics out there. Yeah, like, there's probably like a thousand. Right. You could probably say there's like a thousand. OK. And if this thing's been critics. streamed by two million people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. The the point here is that like every, everything that long tweet I was reading about before makes sense. Like if you're a professional critic here, you, yeah. you can't criticize this because right. that whole industry is captured by ideology. And if you do, you'll be labeled as a race. You'll probably lose your job. To be honest yeah. with you, you'd like, you're not canceled. like independent like me and you. You'd be canceled. Dudes. Right. Yeah. You'll get canceled you're, or you'll be labeled a racist because that's yeah. the narrative that they spun around all criticism as much as they want to say it's not. It is. And, it's in the show. And they as, it into the story of the show. Yeah. It's right. And there. as a critic, as be like not saying I'm a critic or even an experienced critic of any sort, but as a critic, like this is your job. You have this really awesome, well-paying, cushy job that gives you access to all the, let's say, perks of Hollywood. You know, when you find even, you know, jobs like me and you, when you find a path of least resistance and the job still gets done, you're going to take it. I mean, me and yours jobs, we don't produce a national average for the whole world to read. But as like a, a movie critic who just wants to keep getting paid and living the lifestyle, how easy is it to just say, oh, yeah, this is great. Positive review. The two yeah. thumbs up. How easy as, as to, a studio, to not deal with this shit. Yeah. 
as a studio who has to make good products for people to like, how easy is it to just fucking make force everyone to like your shit as opposed no. to actually making something good? Well, no, they, they, they have can't to like. force us to like it. They're trying. I know. I know. I agree. I agree. I agree in the free market. But, you know, season two of She-Hulk probably be a flop. Right. You know they probably mean? won't make it. Right. Because yeah. the free market. Oh, I believe in the free market. But what I'm saying is throughout all of life, throughout every other aspect of society, there's always going to be a struggle between good and bad people yeah. on every fucking aspect of everything. It's just thing, do the do, thing, do the good people stand up and do anything about it or do they not? Yeah. One thing you said um, a while back that always stuck with me is eventually places like CNN and legacy media and legacy Hollywood and the people that produce culture they're eventually going to find out and they're going to find out the hard way that freedom and truth is profitable, is way more profitable than force feeding any percentage of people propaganda. Yeah, it's true, man. I think I think Dave Smith had recently had a or maybe it was Dave Smith. I don't know. But someone had a really good tweet lately. And he was like, you know, keep look at how they're basically saying, like, look at how like uh you know, uh, CNN will call Brian Stelter, you know, with his 200,000 viewers a day. You don't even have a show anymore, but it's 200,000 yeah. viewers a night, uh, mainstream media. But they'll call Joe Rogan with his 20 million yeah. viewers an episode in French. Yeah. You know I mean, like, it's all just bullshit. It's all just narrative yeah. creation trying to force your way. You're right. Like, it's not going to work. As you can see in, in real life, Stelter lost his show. Joe yeah. Rogan left YouTube to go to Spotify because he wanted less controversy. He kind of wanted to be a little bit less popular. He's even more popular now than he <laughs> yeah. ever has been before. Yeah. He didn't want that. He wanted less, but he's more because why? Joe Rogan's Jon Snow, man. The truth wins. People want the truth. People want authenticity. Yeah. They, they, people will vote. It's going to be more profitable. Yeah, exactly. So that's my whole rant. My, at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm just upset because it's like infected at least one of my two favorite medieval fantasy genres. Game, Game of Thrones is still holding out strong. Uh, they're making, you know, good, good, a yeah, good well, story. They fucked up enough with uh, yeah, right. The final you, season. That's it. You, see, you see, Game of Thrones is already behind. Was started <laughs> off behind the eight ball because they messed yeah. up already, and they know the marketplace. Like if they don't come out strong here without any political nonsense, they come out with political nonsense in House of the Dragon. They can't afford that. They're trying yeah. to salvage Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? They're trying to yeah. they're trying to salvage Game of Thrones. They don't get yeah. time to play politics here. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to lose their whole brand. And it's a political show. So it is a political yeah. show, right? But it, but it's not it's a political show, right? But it, it's a medieval fantasy political yeah. show. It doesn't really get into anything that has to do with that. That's why it's doing good. That's why yeah. I, it, without doubt, if you could compare the two right now, the, the House of the Dragon is great. And in my opinion, the Rings of Power is garbage to an extent. Yeah. I gave it a four. I give the last episode a four out of ten. So let's move on, man. I know I've been going on here for probably four. Yeah, yeah. So now what, what do you got? So uh, let's talk a little bit about. Bum, 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 bum. I have a picture right here. So, so Illinois, it, do you hear about their uh, new purge law? They're basically going to allow the purge yeah. to happen. <laughs> so, so Illinois, starting January 1st, 2023, Illinois non-detainable offenses. These are offenses that if you commit them, they're not going to put you in print. They'll cuff you and take you away and give you a court date, and then they will release you because there's a cashless bond system. So January 1st, 2023, in the, in the peaceful, lovely, safe streets of Chicago, <laughs> you will no longer be arrested or jailed for 
aggravated battery that is going after somebody, you know, purposefully to hurt them. Aggravated DUI. Aggravated fleeting. Arson. What is that? Like running away? uh, Running away. Yeah. Uh, Arson. So January 1st in Chicago, you could go burn a house down on purpose. You will not be sent to jail right away. Burglary. So every storefront is fucked. Oh, yeah. Drug-induced homicides. So if I get high on heroin and have a gun in my pocket and shoot you and kill you, I'm not going to get in that much trouble for it. Intimidation. Standing outside of somebody's house saying, if you come out here, I'm going to kill you. Cops won't even show up for it, probably. Kidnapping. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, that one fits into the Q narrative perfectly. You know what I mean? Robbery. Second degree murder. And threatening a public official, which is kind of shocking because now, like, people right. could like go up to Lori Lightfoot and be like, I'm gonna beep, 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 beep. And the police would be like, All right, we'll see you in court on May 1st and maybe yeah. you'll be guilty. I wonder if in those rules is self defense still allowed? No, no, because Chicago, uh, Illinois is, I mean, it's not as bad as New York, but it's one of the worst gun control states there is. Right. So a lot of these people are the the people who are going to you know have the guns are going to be the people doing the aggravated battery, the kidnapping, the intimidation, the robbery, the second degree murder. They're the ones that are going to have all the guns. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, if I, I'm all for like sometimes decriminalizing things and taking a look yes. at the structure, like I think bail reform is actually a good idea. The thing is that the progressives can't leave well enough alone, like you always say. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think there should be an insane high bail amount for like selling weed on the corner. Right? Right. Like, weed shouldn't even be illegal. Right. But like if you go and fucking murder somebody. Yeah. We shouldn't let you back out right away the next well, day. Let's let's not even let's not even worry about second degree murder. Kidnapping. Like yeah, you got I mean, a daughter. What is, like right, what, what, what are we talking about here? What we're talking about <laughs> here is state sponsored like degeneracy of society. They're yeah. they're they're like legalizing all the most violent, horrific acts you could possibly do. And then they're going to criminalize like self-defense. Yeah. Carrying a gun to protect yourself from certain things, you know, private property. You could just what, what did you say? Like you could just vandalize a, a storefront now. And you're oh, yeah, because you could that's you could that's do private property. You could do violation. burglary and robbery. So all these smash and grabs that we've been seeing in Walgreens and in, in the malls and stuff, you're not even going to get detained for something like right. this. Everything that's good, they're criminalizing or they're taking away your ability to do anything and everything Mm. that's bad. They're almost encouraging. This is this is a bit of a conspiracy. I, I, You know what? I can't even I truthfully can't even call it a conspiracy anymore. There is a certain level and we're going to see it more as we get closer to the midterms. And yes, this is the beginning of next year and it will be after the midterm election. I understand that. The powers that be, NWO, the establishment, the administration, whoever you want to call, they they know they've been backed into a corner and they know they're on the losing side of things right now. And they know it's getting worse for them every day. I truly believe there is this group effort that we are going to see coming into the midterms of labeling and pushing the buttons of the MAGA crowd of the right of the conservative ship 
to get a rise out of people. We talked a little bit about this with uh, Professor Giordano about how the government or the powers that be are pushing us in a direction. So now you take something like what's going to happen in Illinois. If you are a business owner, if you're a small business owner, you don't want your laundromat robbed. You don't want your your sneaker store, whatever, fucking burglarized or any of that shit. You're not allowed to have a gun, but you're not going to lose all this shit either. And you're going to be on the front page of the news blasting some young black kid or some kid for robbing your store. And you're going to be the villain for defending your property. And they're going to look the MAGA forces. The MAGA forces are are taking over They're They're killing innocent people. Right. It doesn't matter that they're, they're taking robbing the law into their yeah. own hands. Yes. White nationalists are taking law into their own hands There's, and there attacking was, our young black you know, men yeah. or whatever. There was a rapper that was shot and died today, and he got shot in the middle of an armed robbery that he was committing, I believe. I think he was. I could be completely wrong. I'm not even going to name his name, but I'm pretty sure he was robbing someone and that person shot him and eventually he died. And then people were like on Instagram, like R.I.P. Oh, my God, I can't believe this motherfucker was robbing someone like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't care. They right, don't that care the that he, he was, was robbing someone. They just like I, he was a rapper. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a degeneracy of like society and culture. I, like, I, I value, really like, think you value like crime as opposed to like, yeah. you know, you're you're, you know, like your person who does like the right thing. Like you could actually use this example. Right. There was a situation a couple of months ago during the summertime in, in, uh, in New York City with Jose Alba, the store clerk. I don't know if you remember this. Yes, um, yes, yes. So Jose Ambo is like a, a, a Dominican immigrant who is working in a bodega. I forgot exactly where in the city. Um, that's a hard fucking job. It sucks. Right. Mm-hmm. But the guy came to America, he's working a tough job, busting his ass. He's a model person. Right. He's working in this bodega. Uh, the uh, a young girl comes in, tries to steal, I think, or, or tries to take like a bag of chips or something. It doesn't want to pay for it. Jose Alba says, no, you got to pay for it. You know what I mean? This is a store. We're here for we're we're, here, we're a business. This isn't charity. Um, the girlfriend goes, gets her boyfriend. The boyfriend comes in. They get into a fight. Boyfriend goes. This is all on camera, by the way. Goes behind yeah. the the um the counter, you know, is like beating him up bad, like is going to kill him. Basically, I believe Jose Alba, uh, he grabs a knife, stabs the guy in, in defense and kills him. He gets arrested. He gets put in jail. The, the bail was set at like hundreds of thousands, grand, yeah. right? thousands of dollars. He is the bad guy, right? By the system makes him into the bad guy. Only because this was so egregious, people came out and were like, this is fucked. What, what kind of shit is this? Mm-hmm. Only because of that public pressure, kind of like we were talking about before. Yeah, we have a voice. People to get him out of there, right? You know, like it, it put pressure on the, the DA or whoever's in charge of that. Mayor Eric Adams even said something. Eventually, they, they got, I think they brought the bell down and, and let him out. But but there you have it. You have a, a cultural flashpoint. You have like literally a, a poor brown immigrant comes from the Dominican yeah. Republic, does the right thing by, by trying to be a productive member of society. He is assaulted by the young freeloading person who wants something for free uh, and then defends himself. And he's in trouble for it. Yeah. The other person is the victim. These, these... It's, it's it's crazy. You you can't you can't like use. That's an example of they want they, they, without a doubt somewhere. They want to destroy society. Yeah. They want you to become dependent. Lay, they want uh, to protect I mean, the people who dependent on the yeah. system. Lay down and die. It, it's insane die. Yeah. to think that people vote for 
representatives and value states that like they're they're these states want you to just lay down and die. Amen. That's where I draw the line on anything. The you know times, what I mean? Like the times are changing and people are waking up. That's why yeah. the deep state is starting to label half the population as terrorists. Because you know, they can't, they have no so, more you know, moves on, left. On Truth Social, on Truth Social said we're dealing with a party that in 2001 wouldn't call Muslim terrorists Islamic extremists but have no problem calling 71 million Americans extremist uh, domestic extreme domestic terrorists. Yes. And here is something that conservatives and Republicans should really remember. You're the Muslims now. Yeah. 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 Who created this whole apparatus? Right. Of of, you know, big government and the Patriot Act and all that yeah. shit and the, and the Department of Homeland Security, George Bush, George Bush and Republicans. And, and, and you know, we were young kids. We had nothing to do with it. But most of them, sure. Republicans at the time, like most people, like even Tucker Carlson yeah. has admitted he was wrong uh, about this stuff. Like they created this apparatus that is now being used against you. So now you're the Muslim now. So yeah. perhaps you should that's keep pretty that good in mind. Put it. Yeah, that's not even me. That was uh, yeah. I forgot who said that. Someone said that. But um, it's, it stuck out to me. But you, you should keep that in mind next time you win power. Right. Perhaps we should get rid of these things that are now being taught, that we're targeting power. Muslim no. people and are now targeting American people. Yeah, you know, that, that's what happens when you, you give more power to the state. Eventually, states corrupt. It's going to come after you. It's we get, look how you. much look how much power we gave to Disney. Disney was allowed to buy up everything it wanted. There's only a few franchises. It, if it's what is it? it's probably Disney and Sony and Amazon right now that have yeah, probably it's Disney. It's Disney. It's Amazon. It's Universal, maybe. Yeah, but maybe I probably Disney probably owns Universal. Probably, I don't even know what yeah. the structure looks like anymore. Yeah. And they're all but, moving tandem with the government, too. But yeah. Disney was allowed to buy up Star Wars and Marvel and this, that. And now look at what it's gotten us. You know what I mean? Shit. Yeah. yeah. The destruction of our beloved franchises, right? That's yeah. why I take it so personal. You know, you somebody Wars, said, right? Do you somebody like that said on Instagram? Somebody said on Instagram, uh, and it made me look at the scene completely differently. So there's the uh, there's the meme of Tony Stark died for this, and it's She Hulk twerking. Yeah, that funeral wasn't just a funeral for Tony Stark. That was a funeral for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. We got to experience the last great, and it wasn't even truly original, but the last great original At least idea of movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, it, look, again, to, to do a little, you know, like Monday morning quarterbacking, if you want to get into it, like it wasn't the last great thing in the MCU. The Spider-Man movie was uh, No Way Home. Um, why? Because it wasn't woke. It was yeah. a story about identity of a young guy right who's trying to find out who is he like where am i going in life i'm young i'm going to college that's what it was about it yep. didn't inject any politics into it it pulled off everything perfectly and perfectly. the best part but, but but who made it not disney yeah, sony, sony made it yeah, right yeah. So it's still kind of connected to the mcu but not really yeah. they don't have full control over it and the best part is everybody wants miles morales Everybody oh, yeah, keeps I, yeah. looking for Miles Morales. Yeah. We're a bunch of we're a bunch of racist bigots, but we can't wait for the young black Spider-Man to, to show up right. on screen. Yeah. People are going to lose their mind when a real life Miles Morales pops up in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it, it, it's but it's we're so all a bunch it's, of bigots because it's because so she obviously. Hulk and Lord of the Rings isn't, you know, right. It's so obviously fake. It's so obviously yeah. a psyop. Um, what do you think? Let's get into the tweets of the week. 
Yes, I I have three. I know one of them's funny and two of them are connected that if you've been listening to tweets of the week, it'd be a little shocking. All right. Can you see them? Yes, I can. All right. So finally working. Let's start off with mine first. You kind of referenced this before, and this is one of my tweets of the week. And this is from Brie Larson. Yeah. Brie Larson is in the MCU. She plays Captain Marvel and she tweets trolls come bust. And there's a picture of Brie Larson and a couple of other actors. I don't remember their names. I'm sorry. Well, but, it's uh, it's Miss Marvel. And yeah. I think Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Uh, it is uh, Monica Rambo. Yes. I'm not sure who the other person is, but these are all Marvel actresses who play superheroes of one effect or another in the MCU. This is what we're talking about. This is fan baiting. She's lit. She literally posts a picture of all them. Right. It's one. It's her, the white savior. And then the three brown women, and she puts trolls come bust. She's poking you. They're looking to get your your reaction out of it, right? You racist fucking people. You racist trolls. I looked at this, right? And I'm like, imagine treating your fans this way. Imagine mm-hmm. treating your consumer. The per- like, am I now going to be a fan of Brie Larson after she just called me a troll? Yep. And everybody else? It's Brie Larson, right? The other ones didn't call me a troll. But am I on top of like, her movie sucked. Captain yeah. Marvel was boring. That was the laziest is like garbage. A fucking plank of wood. She's got no emotion. Yep. It's not her fault that the, the story wasn't written good. And the worst part is she looks great. She right off the pages of Captain Marvel. She does look like Captain yeah. Marvel, right? But like the story wasn't good. She acts like a, a fucking stone statue. Like There's nothing cool about her. She was OP in the movie. Like it wasn't a good story. So like of anyone, please be quiet, right? Because you're the last person. <laughs> Yeah, I had Robert Downey Jr. said this. All right. You know, the guy's fucking pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean, or Ian McClellan. Well, all right. At least at least you got some like mojo behind what you're yeah. trying to say. But, but she doesn't. So so please yeah. spare me. Spare and they me the fucked criticism. her the worst. She could have been the hero of the day of Endgame. And everybody expected her to be the hero of Endgame or Infinity War. And they still sold her short. Yeah, I mean, they sold her show. Her, her her character was overpowered, like, yeah. and and her movie was boring. It, it just didn't work because when you embrace woke shit, it doesn't work. It sucks. Wise man you, once Brie said, Larson. "Everything woke turns to shit." Yeah. So wise orange man once said, "Oh boy, you got a malice tweet. Let's go to yours. See what we got going on here." Bum 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 bum. What do you think Queen Elizabeth <laughs> and George Floyd are talking about right now? <laughs> oh man, Michael Malice for press secretary, man. He would do a fucking fantastic job. That's pretty funny. This one, this one got me a great chuckle out of this yeah. one. So I, I think there's a deeper meaning behind it as well. I'm pretty sure he means that they're meeting up in hell. I don't think that they're I, meeting. <laughs> I don't. I'm not, I'm not the one that's gonna, you know, talk about that. I just found this one hilarious. All right. That is pretty funny. Let's go on to uh, my next one here. This is from Comrade Misty is Putin's buddy. She goes, if your hatred of Trump has you out here defending the legacy of the most vile and repugnant war criminals our country has ever seen, punch yourself in the face. You earned it. And that is something I think is is, it's a great tweet. It's something I think is one of the most bizarre things I've seen over the past couple of years. That like Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney are like heroes to the left now. People who are like the the architects of a war that killed half a million Iraqi people, brown, poor people. Dick Cheney is responsible for that. And he's a hero now to the left because they hate the orange man so much 
that they're now willing to idolize a person who's like the architect. No power but truth. No it, truth it, but power. It's it's wild, dude. It's wild. It's yeah. a great point. It's that one. That one is what you know what it is. That's really just people who don't know like what Dick Cheney did. Probably, yeah. There's some yeah. ignorance to it. Definitely. All right. But, so these two are kind of like together. Okay. Yeah. All right. So good old Schenk, who uh, just I, I Doom Nation, as Skaggs and I talked throughout the week and develop what the the episode is going to be about. I truly wanted an entire episode where I just tore this Schenk. man apart. I've been coaching Captain through how to remove emotion from. Uh, yeah, from I'm, I'm a Twitter Padawan right now. Yeah, uh, the press treats the powerful like the Queen of England with a thousand times the reverence of the powerless. They've totally lost sight of what was supposed to be their goal to challenge the powerful. Instead, they have become their biggest defenders. Holy shit. This guy is finally talking some fucking sense. He's I'm finally on the same page with this psychopath. So do you remember what I said at the very beginning of this episode, how we kind of agree with some of the more insane psycho leftists when it comes yeah. to the monarchy? Right. But for different reasons, right? We both don't like the monarchy and the queen, right? Because we don't like them because they are antithetical to individual liberty and freedom. Exactly. They don't like them because they see them as old racist white people who ruled over brown people. They the point the, 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 the contradiction here is that Chank would like to displace them. He'd like to be the the, the brown king <laughs> yeah. ruling over now all of the white people. We would like for all people to be free and prosper. Yeah, regardless and go of, barbecue and smoke their cigars. Right, exactly, regardless of uh, of what they are. So there's a two-party. You want me to go to the next one? No, the second one is a oh, different okay. account, but it's the same thing as somebody who I greatly disagree with, okay, and I agree enough. with them. Let's go to my third one here. This is from the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. They are on a roll week uh, lately. I kind of, we kind of, Gave them a little critical one last time, but here we go. This is replying to Hillary Clinton. Shut up, war pig. You should be locked up in a dark hole somewhere for your war crimes in Libya alone. Never mind the plethora of crimes you have committed in your life. Hashtag war pig. Hashtag lock her up. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Yeah, so they're pretty savage. Yeah, I, I'm. I, they've I, been they've been pretty savage. They had something the other day. I wish I took a screenshot of it. Um. Oh, God, I'm not, I'm not even going to try and remember. So so I, I want to make a quick point here. I narrate to find a conservative who will be criticizing this tweet from them. Right. Yeah. But, you know, even Professor Giordano kind of didn't like the tweet last time of them making fun of uh, Megan McCain. Right. And John McCain. Because yeah. Warm criminal. Right. Perhaps there should be some introspective, some for some conservatives. Right. In, in a way, like a war criminal is a war criminal. I'm more concerned with hating war criminals than I am people saying mean things like if you're <laughs> yeah. more outraged over the libertarian part of New Hampshire p making a very mean joke like tap dancing on the debt of the grave of John McCain I'm more concerned about the fact that John McCain was like an advocate for multiple wars that killed people who's yeah. really worse the libertarian part of New Hampshire because they said a mean thing or a guy who like sent troops somewhere to kill people you know like yeah. that has to be a perspective people start taking. And I think that's kind of what like the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is trying to do by shocking people into like realizing something like that. Is it affected or not remains to be seen? I don't know, but it's a different strategy. All right, here we go. This is from Nina Turner. If we have money for war, we have money for education, housings and safe water. I, once again, I agree. I understand the Libertarian Party down there saying we don't because we're pretty much broke. But yeah, 
Yeah, you know, we're we're pretty much anti-war. It'd be a better use of our money to stop spending the billions for, I guess, you know, I, I know the type of education and the type of housing she's talking about. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same stuff I want. But at least, you know, Flint, Michigan still has shitty water. So, I mean, shit. Um, if we could send Ukraine 800 billion that we've sent so far, I think I think bare minimum Flint, Michigan could get some clean drinking water. Yeah. So you are still a uh, naive progressive like I once was <laughs> naive Bernie bro. This is what you know, what the point you're making here is how I used to verb view Bernie Sanders. Right. Bernie Sanders would say things like this. Right. And be like, hey, you know, I thought Bernie Sanders represented a like reappropriation of our priorities right like the budget right. we're not going to spend so much money on war and killing people anymore we're going to spend it on education and you know housing and safe water like good right those are positive things but now i'm an anarchist why because i realize he's full of shit and so is every <laughs> I, one of these oh, fucking progressives i, I know because she's full of shit what she's she's not what she's saying here is if we have money for war we have money for education housing and safe water and if you may need to turn her king of the world tomorrow she'd continue all the wars yeah, oh, yeah. but she'd also spend the money on the other things too so she's not going to cut back like no. like the progressives have proven aoc the squad they voted for all these fucking bills of sending money to ukraine and war and whatnot and expanding the police state they're all for it. they just there's never enough for them they'll spend it all on everything to the point where we're all broken poor and, and homeless well, that's what they're all. going for that's why i'm a libertarian anarcho-capitalist now because that's the only way forward don't give these people any power it should be decent everything should be decentralized we shouldn't be involved in all this shit you can't you can't trust people with all of the with the magic money printer yeah you can't oh, no there shouldn't be a magic not. money printer that's what she's advocating for use a magic just, money printer use it for yeah. everything it's just nice to see her, you know, try to uh, mm -hmm. prioritize yeah. instead of the. Oh, what did what did she say? We had I understand your point, her. but this is how people like her get popular because yeah. they say things that sound like this, nice like this, yeah. but people don't understand what's really going on yeah. the, or what really happens. Look, look at the first comment. <laughs> look I, at the yeah. first comment from the libertarian. Uh, I, I stopped sharing it, but the yeah. first comments from the libertarian. And it says we don't. Yeah, it says we don't from the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. We don't have the money for, for all these. I things. know we don't. Yeah. So yeah, man. I thought it was an interesting episode. Uh, you know, check out our Doom reviews, definitely. Yes. Of the shows we do, I do try and build in like criticism of political themes and whatnot to the episodes. I think that's important. You know, as we've said, mm -hmm. we've taken some criticism too for like watching some of these shows and yeah. whatnot too sometimes. But you know, from like more right wing people, but I'm like, hey man, I still like fucking you know, baseball and hot dogs oh, I, and yeah. rings. And I think if there's if these things do something wrong, someone should say something. Yeah. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit here like a miserable prick and never participate in any culture. Well, at the end of the day, you can't boycott everything either. Right. But it does bring me to my point that I was saying before, maybe Hollywood fails and we have one less distraction and we could, you know, Pay attention to more fail. important things. New streams of culture arise, right? Like I've yeah. seen Tim Pool is making music now. Um, you know, like he's trying to kind of he's made the point, like invade the cultural space, you know, with mm -hmm. things that are not political. He made a song, like a punk rock song. There's uh Tom McDonald, right? I mean, he does some yeah, but he makes stuff. things political. Yeah, he does, but like people, individuals have to invade the cultural space and make them we can't just sit around and, yeah. and rely and let on it Disney. wash away. Right. And just rely on Disney to make stuff that's good because they're probably not. If you're a creative yeah. person, go out and do it. Right. 
There's your positive message. You're not yeah, a racist. Free market. Right. Go out and do it. If you're a creative person, you have a good idea. Go and do it. I support it 100%. All right. Doom Nation. That's been another episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Go on over to MyPatriotCigars.com. Go buy yourself a nice stogie. Light it up and listen to the show. Use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off. Alan, thank you once again. Skags, thank you. Doom Nation, thank you. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Like, share, and subscribe. Adios.